0: So my next interview is with Anastasia Phillips. We talk once again about a whole lot of everything, and we wind up talking about the mythological art of shape-shifting and drinking wine. How's that for an intro? Um, She stars in a new film called Tammy's Always Dying, with Felicity Huffman coming out very soon to a digital theatre near you, uh, which I guess means your living room, your bedroom, or your basement, or perhaps your your Green room is that what would you call it? A green room? No, I don't even know what they call those outdoor patios. Hopefully, we've got weather for that real soon. The point is, it's available and it's going to be accessible on a whole lot of platforms. So, check it out. This is a film worth seeing. It's an interview uh, worth hearing. Uh, Anastasia and I talk about uh, the, the the film and about how it was shot here in Toronto and not in Hamilton, actually, Ontario. And and Felicity Huffman and her relationship and how they they gelled so well together as mother and daughter. It's a film about suicide. It's about mental health. It's about family and about community and about relationships. And it's a, it's, it's a fun film too, which sounds so crazy. Tammy's always dying. Wow. It sounds like a real cheery pick me up. Right. But it, it is a film worth uh, it's a story worth reflecting on and it has implications for all of us. I, I, I called it a relational road movie. And I feel uh, from the opening scene scene, that, that establishing shot, we hear footsteps and, and, and it's about, stepping into our future and about dealing with our past and about becoming better people. And, and, and how cool, how cool is that? And Anastasia and I have, have fun together chatting about this and about uh, how she's working on a a few new projects. And one of them is uh, the art of winemaking, uh, Therianthropy, uh, is the name of the company. It's the label. It, did I get that right, Anastasia? Therianthropy. It's the mythical art of shapeshifting. I mean, who knew? And and, and now you do, and so do I. So uh, stay tuned for the interview, but also more importantly, check out the film uh, starring Anastasia Phillips and Felicity Huffman coming out uh, soon uh, to a theater, a digital theater near you. Tammy's always dying. And don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and my sort of public speaking, I suppose that career has uh, kind of uh, uh, gone into the sewer in the last little while and and could remain there for quite quite some time. So uh, though, if you want to reach out and talk about different ways of, of getting involved or getting me involved as a host uh, uh, for your online conferences or seminars, please do. You can also purchase a copy of Real Changes Incremental there. I would love for you to do that and leave a review online as well. And don't forget face-to-face live.ca where we've got over 500 interviews with some pretty amazing people, casual conversation, intelligent inspirations, our tagline. And and we we try to draw some great lessons uh, out of the folks that we talk to and it's not even lessons is the wrong word, insights and uh, observations and and we usually have a great time doing it. You can advertise with us online in our newsletter. We've got a great database, uh, shout outs and there's a whole uh, host of ways you can get involved. Uh, Sign up for our newsletter, share it with your friends and family and uh, tweet about us, uh, get us on Instagram. We'd really appreciate that. I'm taking a more intentional step into the social media world over the next little while and I hope you will uh, join me there. Sign up for a newsletter. I think I already said that, but please to consider leaving us an iTunes review. We would really appreciate that. And I've got a contest that I'm going to be doing in the near future, and I'm not sure what the prize is going to be yet. And I'm trying to figure out something that my listeners and 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 my subscribers would be interested in. So uh, to try to get us more iTunes reviews, because as you know, getting uh, digital feedback is 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 really what it's all about. So uh, consider that and and step into that for us. If you would, uh, you can support us on Patreon too. Don't forget that too. And rabble.ca is a platform where you can find face-to-face and a few other podcasts, and you can find journalists and writers and thinkers, uh, news for the rest of us. They are uh, getting into uh, some important uh, and, and, and timely issues and peeling back those layers. But stay tuned for our interview today. Coming right up, Anastasia Phillips talking about Tammy's always dying. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here with us today. Uh, actually, I don't even know where this guest is joining us from. Anastasia Phillips is here today to talk about her new film, "Tammy's Always Dying." Anastasia, thank you for joining us here today on Face to Face.
1: My absolute pleasure.
0: So, so can you tell us where? I mean, I guess you're you're close to home. I would hope.
1: I am I am in home. I am at home just like everybody else in the world, I think. Um, yeah. My home is – actually, last year, I bought a farmhouse in Cremor, which is just north of Toronto by about, say, an hour and 20 minutes. So um, I split my time between Santa Monica and this farmhouse, and I have to tell you, there's not a better place to be, I don't think, during this time because – um watching little seedlings grow and working in the garden mm. and nice. you know homesteading has been really really therapeutic
0: homesteading are you old enough to use the word homesteading
1: I believe I am, but I also spent my teen my 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 young years fantasizing about living as a pioneer woman. So I'm Oh wow. <laughs> I'm wow, living the a dream. Little,
0: <laughs> a little Laura Ingalls in you, is that
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember I didn't watch it as a kid, but I do remember Little House on the Prairie and oh, how, sorry, how can you not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's great. I, I interviewed uh, a couple weeks ago for um mm-hmm. the uh, James versus his future self uh, Daniel Stern from the Home Alone films oh, yeah. uh, and he has kind of made a I a, a, a guess a bit of a comeback I suppose you could say I'm not sure he ever really disappeared but but um he mm-hmm. was at a farm and, uh, we chatted a little bit about, he didn't use the word homesteading, but, uh, you know, we, we, we chatted just about all those things kind of about getting back to nature and family. And, and that's kind of what his film's about as well. So it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty appropriate. Well, Hey, listen, you know, congratulations on the film. I, I, I absolutely loved the film. It's, it's a real, it's a real mix of kind of laugh out loud moments and, and a tear jerker. And, and it's, it's dramatic and it's moving. And, and I love the fact that it was shot in Toronto and it's, and it's, it's not afraid of that. Aww. I mean that, that, right. It's it, so anyway, congrats yeah. and, and well you. done. Wonderful performance.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so glad that it hit all those notes for you because I think that's what uh, Joanne who wrote the script intended. And obviously it's a fine line to walk, um, to hit all of those notes and still be true to the story and the characters and not exploit mm-hmm. anyone. So I'm glad, I'm glad it landed right. with you. Well,
0: it's, It's interesting that you say not exploit anyone because it is the kind of film, I suppose, where you you could go there, right? I mean, we're talking about trauma and about pain and about people's pasts and about illness and mental health and all kinds of things, um, but done in a really... Uh, fun, uh, family, almost family friendly, um, yeah. <laughs> k- kind of a way. And, and I love that community aspect, uh, of the film. Does that, is that, is that a fair sort of assessment?
1: Absolutely. I think, um, you know, I think, uh, especially with the Tammy role that Felicity Huffman plays, um, because it's, it's, uh, it's, it can be so scathing and she can be so atrocious um, I think Felicity just <laughs> nailed yeah. nailed the tone of it to make it yeah. um, delightful to watch, without being too horrific and uh, too depressing. So I feel I feel like, um, particularly in that performance and that role, um, you know, she did such a marvelous job at that.
0: You, you guys, you guys really—I mean, your performances really are astounding, and 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 there's a there's a energy and a and a dynamic between the two of you that really, to me anyway, played as mother-daughter and and a painful, loving ultimately uh, mother-daughter daughter relationship. But her some some there's some real laugh-out-loud moments, and that must have been challenging. I mean, did you have to reshoot a lot of that stuff? Like, you know, uh-huh. I don't I don't have a a gas oven. Don't be stupid. Like one of my favorite lines in the movie, you know, <laughs> oh, I mean, I know. she's got a few doozies, and you've got, you've got a few great lines as well. Um, but, but yeah, it must've been hard to play that. Is that, uh, was that where the Amy, Amy comes in the director?
1: Oh, Amy was wonderful. Um, Look, we didn't have a lot of time, so you know your point about reshoots okay. doesn't it doesn't apply here. We had no time for reshoots okay. <laughs> we had a, we had a minimal Just budget time and or like the budget limited right. limited shoot dates, limited access to locations. the weather was horrific it was it was incredibly cold and miserable um particularly was that the
0: was that like october November maybe
1: it was November December, so you know wow. the day yep. that we were on the yep. bridge. That's chilly. Oh yeah, it was like, you know, mine we had a minus 20 Celsius day. Um we had oh, wow. we got snowed out a couple of days. So, uh we didn't have a lot of time for for not to get it right. But then also I have to say, um everybody just came prepared. We had no sides on set. Everybody was off book. We treated it as a, you know, as if we were running a live play. We had no real um opportunity to to take things back. We were just sort of flying with um, the most preparation that we could um, do beforehand so that we could, um, we could just cut the strings and, and free fall. So that's, that's how that happened.
0: I, you know, I, I, I love actors and I, I, I have this idea that one day I'm going to star in some kind of movie somewhere or get an opportunity, but I, I'm terrible at charades. Right. Cause oh. I just, I, I can't, I can't, I don't know why, but that's I just not can't a step into it. I'm terrible too. <laughs> so oh, that's good so to far
1: you so far you can still make it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's on every, every time you go to a casting call, that's your first question. So how are you at charades? Yeah. Yeah. Give us the real work. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, the the, the respect for uh, for you guys for being able to step into some of those scenes and and I mean you just kind of wanna and it sounds corny and almost cliche from an, a a podcasting or maybe an interview perspective. But I mean, how do you step into some of that stuff? You know, I mean, you know, your comment about Felicity's character and how atrocious she is. I mean, these are on certain levels. Some Reggie, I mean, some of these people, these are not nice people, right? On on, on a certain level, and yet they're complicated and they're loving and they, they seem, you know, without giving away too much, they do seem to tie up a few loose ends.
1: Well, I think, I think the first thing that you have to do when you're acting is, you know, completely get rid of any, any desire to judge or, um, or, or criticize the choice of the character that you're making. You have to mm. be completely mm. uh, seeing it from their their point of view. And, um, you know, uh, it's the same thing as, um, you know, even like uh, the same thing as when you walk away after having a terrible argument with someone, you know, you're so convinced that you have, uh, you have the right perspective on it. And, you know, after a few days, once you start – you know, realizing perhaps your error in the in the argument, you start realizing, oh my gosh, they're they're speaking from their point of view, it makes complete sense to them, they're doing the best they can from where they are um and you start to kind of um, you know create space for an alternative reality, which is that person's perspective and uh and that's sort of Sort of what you have to do. So, you know, with 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 Tammy and with with Kathy, these are women who they've had a really crappy hand of cards dealt to them. And I think that they probably think that they're doing pretty good considering their Mm. circumstances. And um, uh, so that's that's I think uh, I think that's the, the most important thing when you're starting out with any character.
0: Um, well, I, lo- I yeah, I love I love what you've said about perspective and about it's really interesting that you're not judging the character. You're not making any critical commentary on this person's person's I don't know world view or ethics or whatever mm-hmm. because that that ultimately could I guess be be a barrier to to I guess actually stepping into the role.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then Which also is so-
0: yeah go, go, yeah, yeah oh, no,
1: I was just gonna say with this one in particular, you know, like the other thing is um like vanity, uh, uh mm, this was a film where normally there's some well, look, I mean, I'm a woman of a certain age, and there's a certain i think desire to be received by the world a certain way, which there was absolutely no 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 room for in this film. It was very important that these women were um, not aspirational in their, in their looks. And there was nothing affected about either of us in our performance, um, in terms of like, you know, uh, perhaps making us appear more appealing than we should, or, so that's another thing like you, um, with this role, which I, I really, I found a great freedom in that, um to the point where I don't think I ever want to brush my hair again, which could be a problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, right now during COVID, you sort of don't have to, do you? I saw, I saw who, who the heck was it? Jenna Fisher was interviewed by, uh, uh Rain Wilson a couple of days ago. He's done he's doing some really cool things on on Instagram every day. He's doing a live interview. And he asked her, How how are you feeling these days? And he she said something to the effect of, Well, this is the first time I've put earrings and a pair of pants on. So take it from there. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think I know what you mean. There was a well, what I take from that is there was something, and I and I kind of, hmm, if you had asked me had, did I notice that about the characters, about you and Felicity in particular? I would have said, "Oh yeah, for sure," but but I didn't notice it until you brought it up. So so to me, that means you guys stepped into it in a in a, in a real way, in the direction, and the cinematography, and all that. There's a there's a hmm, I, I suppose there's a desperation to it in a way, and a, mm-hmm. or, can I use the word organic even? But there's something really truthful, yeah. not only about the performances but about the way you approach them. And I guess maybe brushing your hair is connected to that or not brushing your hair is connected to that.
1: Yeah. I think, um, I just, this, I think that for me in this role, I, if I felt incredibly uncomfortable and like I was revealing the parts of myself that I most try to hide, then I was doing it right. And that's sort of the headspace that I lived in for the duration of the shoot. And, um, that, you know, if that comes across as being honest, I'm grateful because that's, mm. I think, what I was trying to go for.
0: Well, I would say that's what comes across in spades. Did you get to hang out? Okay. So you had a short shoot, uh, not a lot of budget. Did you get to hang out with Felicity before to sort of develop a bit of a relationship, commiserate some somewhat yeah. uh, before you stepped in? Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah,
1: I did. We had, um, we had maybe a week of rehearsals. And uh, we know, like we sat around the table and talked about the script, much like you would in a theatrical run of a play, which was really, really nice. Um, Felicity and I would uh, grab some food or, uh, you know, go out for a drink after after a long shoot week and sort of just get to know each other as women, which I really appreciated and enjoyed. Um, So that was, I think that helped develop the relationship on screen, but it was also just really nice for me as a, you know, an actress who is still very much developing her career. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I, I appreciated the sort of mentorship that she was able to offer, which she did. So that was, that was, I was grateful for that.
0: You know, I was just thinking about uh, your comment about brushing your hair. I'm sure you're referring to, you know, clothing and makeup and all those things, too. And there's that great moment where... where where Tammy says she doesn't want the doctor because she's too pretty. Yeah, <laughs> which is just hysterical. I'm not even sure why that's a problem, but it's just so funny. I know. It just shows. Yeah, there's a there's just such a uh, uh, I don't know. There's something so good and beautiful and true about about that statement. Mm-hmm what do you do? You, do you draw from your own life for a role like this? I mean, I, I I would feel like you and I think that's where I was going with the charades before I got distracted by charades. You know, what do you draw from your own life when you step into it this is a pretty vulnerable place that you guys both found yourselves in, it seems to me.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I think I was able to draw from all the disappointments I've ever had in my life, mm. I could sort of just bundle hmm. them into into right. one place, wow. and that felt cathartic. You know, it felt really sure. good
0: yeah.
1: um, to to just uh, to uh, indulge in that in that in those feelings of failure and disappointment. I have to say, because <laughs> you don't get to often in life, right? You got to like buck up, pull your socks up, keep marching forward, and get on with it. Um, And then the other thing I will say is I, I did lose my mother to cancer. So Mm. I didn't have to do a lot of stretching of the imagination. So that felt incredibly healing and was an incredible gift. I think um, to be able to finally resolve that experience inside of myself but as an artist in a way that hopefully um, provides people some um, point of connection if they're going through something similar have gone through something similar and uh, losing a mother is uh, sort of a rite of passage i guess and if i can if i can be a reference point for people along the way then i'm grateful
0: well that's what's so so amazing to me about about just about storytelling in general about the arts you know great poem a great film a great theatrical production in this case, you guys really like i said to me and it's interesting that a bridge is just the beginning scene and 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 throughout a running thread throughout i mean how how do you bridge that how you know what's the line the um, even though you guys really send up that reality t v uh dr Phil like approach um um, transforming her pain. Mm, right. Right. You know, you, how do you bridge that? How do you bridge that head and heart stuff? Oh, you might know it in one way, but I think, I think viewers, I think audience members can, can, can use these as cathartic moments as well and see themselves in you guys and your characters and the writing and the, and, and the story itself. I, I think it's uh, I think it's uh, brilliant.
1: Mm. Yeah. I hope it does that. I really do. I know for me, um, uh, movies were always the way that I could release, a lot of emotion, a lot of, um, uh, m- movies were how I sought out catharsis. Cause it was, you know, mm. it was okay to, to cry in a dark theater. People don't necessarily right. need to know you're doing it. Right. <laughs> Maybe you can be right. real stealth about it. And so, <laughs> um, that's always been the, I think my greatest, uh, motivation for telling stories to offer that up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the, what did Roger Ebert say? Empathy making machines, right?
1: Mm, that's which nice. I think
0: is wonderful. Yeah, and I think I think you guys really do that well. And I just, what's so interesting to me is that that a film like this, a story like this, a script like this could 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 have not sort of hit that mark because that because it's kind of. Would you call it a black comedy?
1: I yes, I would. I would. <laughs> right. I would. I would hope that that's how people see it because otherwise it is just like incredibly depressing. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's just so many beautiful moments too, right? Where you guys actually, you, you seem so split and so broken, which I guess a lot of people are. I mean, we all have relationships like that. And I think it's really telling and insightful for you to say, I drew on all the disappointments in my life. I mean, what does that say about all of us and how we can, you know, look back and, and connect some of those dots? Right, the yeah. rites of passage, like you say, I think that's really, really um, 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 wise. Um, so, so I, I'd love to hear a little bit more about uh, you, you know you in <laughs> that comment about we just didn't have much time, right? And and how how did you guys pull it off? How did you? I mean, I, it. Yeah, a lot going on. Uh, minus 20, that's just unacceptable. Um, <laughs> <Welcome to> Canada, <laughs> yeah. yeah, welcome to Canada. Yeah, is that uh, is that a lot of Hamilton I'm seeing there as well?
1: Yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of the Skybridge, it's a lot of Hamilton. Right. Um, got it. Yeah, that's actually that's mostly that's the only place we filmed. I lived in Hamilton over the course of the film, so um, got it. Yeah
0: except for a couple of exterior shots heading into Toronto I think you so you were you were pretty much in in, in Hamilton for most of the film.
1: yeah 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 which uh, has a lot of rough pockets still and um, yes yeah but is actually very beautiful you know I didn't know that Hamilton was the city that a lot of the prominent figures in Canada moved to, and that was where the wealthy lived. And there's these grand homes, and you could just see how theatrical the architecture is in certain parts. And I had no idea that it had such a rich and um, kind of elitist history. Because
0: oh, that's really funny. Yeah. I, Hamilton has a the I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And I would say most, most people probably do. Yeah. I, uh, I did. Well, that's interesting that you sort of had to go there to, to, to peel back some of those layers. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Would,
0: would, would, would you call this, uh, and I'm just thinking back to the, the sort of the opening uh, credits and the sort of the establishing shot there of the footsteps. I can hear footsteps. Is this a relational road movie?
1: I like it. I, I can get <laughs> nope. behind that. Yeah. You can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. You mean like, uh, you know, it's so the same, you mean like emotional road trip?
0: I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I just, I, I don't know that I've ever used the phrase relational road movie before, but, but I just thought it was interesting. The steps, the bridge, you know, lots of metaphor, lots of symbol, um, you know, Breaking down barriers, mm-hmm. access opportunity- you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it's just this is about me it's a, well, I guess for me, you know what I understand I think this film for me is about choice, it's about responsibility, mm-hmm. you know what was the line doug says to 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 tammy um um you need to leave this world a better a better woman
1: yeah oh, that's to yeah, you need to leave the this world a better woman than you came into it being
0: then yeah. you came into it, yes yeah and and there's so much we don't know about you guys right Mm -hmm. And, and and isn't that the way it is for most of us
1: yeah yeah i mean i think uh i think as far as life goals go that's a really simple one that you can pursue right just leave leave the earth a little bit better than than who you were when you came into it um and that's, I hadn't really reflected on that line from the film. It's nice that you bring it out. Well,
0: there's something, I th- there's something profoundly existential about it to me. I mean, I, uh, I apologize. I studied philosophy for, for many years, so I don't want to go sort of all academic, but there is, Without a doubt, there's something about this. You know, this is about this is about stepping into your future, right? Mm -hmm. And really taking you have no idea what's next, and 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 taking responsibility. And and uh, yeah, you're going to make some really crummy decisions sometimes, and 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 great ones other times. And and just remember that you're taking other people along with you. You know what I mean? There's there's others. Everything you do affects someone else in a sense.
1: Yeah. It's true, I it did the I was just gonna say that like it you know as we're as we're discussing that, I'm so blown away by Joanne Sarazen, who wrote the screenplay. She had these mm. incredibly poignant one liners um and there is so much richness to mine in the script, and you know even the fact that Oh there moved- really is like yeah.
0: you're you're absolutely right like I mean even Felicity's I think it's her opening line are you sure you want me to come down right. and you and you've got a beautiful look it right. says <laughs> actually you know what I'd kind of rather you just jump yeah <laughs> and then and there's and there's just this little I don't know what it is it's your facial expression your eyes and you go no of course I don't want you to jump what are you nuts you know right. and the, and the fact that you guys are able to joke about it is just Wow. I would say that's something we should all aspire to for crying out loud. So yeah, your point about the script I think is is bang on, but you guys really, I don't know, you guys really just made it, made it come alive in a, in a, we've already talked about this, in a, but in a, in, a, in a truthful way that I think has got to be challenging. Did the director, did Amy, did she get you guys to do anything specific, you know, in rehearsals? Just kind of interested about that to try to draw that out of you or did she sort of see that in you when, when, when casting the film?
1: I think she saw it. Well, I think she saw it, but I also think that she was very um, uncompromising in the fact that the performances, performances should always ring as authentically and as unaffected um, as possible. So hmm. she hmm. was always trying to, if, if anything got to, say, um, theatrical or big or, I don't know, not that it did often, but she was always trying to pull it back to this place of just very simple, nuanced reality. She kept wanting everything to feel very Mm. grounded. So that's, I think that that's why it doesn't come off as a caricature piece. That's why these large characters are relatable because she kept bringing them down to earth.
0: I think one of the, I mean, there's so much in this film, honestly, I think essays could be written about this from a mental health perspective and a relational perspective and a healing perspective and just the whole trauma, uh, side of things, you know, um, the line for me that was just worth the price of admission. And I think it was Doug, or as you guys called him, Dougie, Mm -hmm. uh, she said, I'm scared to be sick. And, and, and he said, without missing a beat, you've always been sick. I know. And, and. And I, oh man, heartbreaking. Right. And, but, but I think on a certain level, Anastasia, we all kind of fall into that. Right. And I think if we all sort of presuppose that going in, right, we've got limitations. We're back to perspective again, which I think is just so, so wonderful as well. So anyway, it's just so beautiful to me that you could have these deep, thoughtful life-affirming insights and laugh out loud moments in, in, in a pretty gritty and, 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 um, yeah, beautiful film, you know, relational film. Uh, There's a million ways to die, honey. Uh, she says to you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh... so. So let me go. Can we go serious for a second? You you have a, a, a quite a line too in the film where you say kill, killing herself might be the the, the, the most selfless thing uh, she's ever done. Yes. Yeah. Can you can you talk a bit? That's a pretty profound statement, and, and uh, I'm I'm assuming it was in the script. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, do, do you have different thoughts on suicide and and euthanasia and that kind of stuff coming out of this film?
1: Oh gosh, you know, I mean, I oh, what can I say? I I I know that it's I know that certain people do have the power to hold others hostage with their mm. um with their with their trauma and their um, needs. And I know that uh, it's very difficult to break out of certain cycles, like a codependent addict cycle. And if a person isn't willing to um, help themselves or make any real Mm. lasting change, I could really see how the, um the 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 other person who's in the caretaking role might feel that like the only option is death <laughs> because right right i mean just
0: get it over with
1: just get it over with i that is so i i'm not condoning it i don't know right i don't right. i know i i do know well no i won't say i have had i've had an experience with people um and and suicide specifically and i have seen uh the i've seen i've seen it from both sides i've seen how devastating it is for those that are left behind and i've also understood how awfully painful life mm. was for that other person who felt that was the only option yeah but i'm i'm certainly not in a position to condone it or I, I feel like that's a very dangerous thing to do that I'm not qualified to yeah. speak on.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think, I th- no, but I think, I think, I think you're right. And uh, my father had um, Parkinson's uh, for many, many years. And mm-hmm. and we had a couple, only a couple in the 42 years that he was diagnosed, a couple conversations about boy, it would just be so much easier to end this, Uh right? For, for everyone. I mean, it's horrifying, right? This tragic reality, there's a practicality to it. And again, I just want to say congrats to you guys and well done on, on such a beautiful film that 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 could have been so much more sort of difficult I suppose in a way and and I hope that's a real shout out for you guys and and for others who are listening to to see the film and and we got to wrap up in a couple of minutes which is heartbreaking for me I I, I want to keep I wanted to keep this one going I always do but that that's just my issue, Anastasia, <laughs> by the way. I Once I get rolling, I don't want a good conversation to end. That's my problem. Um, so so just real quick, why don't you tell us a little bit about maybe what's next for you and how you're surviving this COVID crazy crisis and, and where people can see Tammy's always dying?
1: Uh, sure. So... Um...
0: You have two minutes, by okay, the way, I think that's great. That
1: so, uh, <laughs> what is next for me? Well, actually, I've been making wine with my husband, so we are uh, launching a wine label. Nice. Yes, so that is what I've been wow, busy doing, you. and it's been. Can you
0: tell us? Can you tell us the the label? Sure, it's
1: called Therianthropy, which is the mythological process of shape shifting. And we have uh, oh, whoa, fantastic cool. artwork on our bottles done by a man named Michel Tomer, who's a Parisian cartoonist. Cool. Um, so we are releasing that. We'll be selling through Archive Wine Bar in Toronto as of next week. Um,
0: that's awesome. Good yeah. for you.
1: And I am uh, writing a screenplay and a one-woman show about my uh, trip on the Camino de Santiago after my mother died. Um, so that's, oh,
0: wow. Amazing. What
1: I'm currently busy working uh, working on. And then in terms of the film, you can watch it on um, – it's going to be able, available on demand on Google Play, iTunes, um, Amazon Prime. Oh, gosh. Let me – there's a list. Lots, basically. Lots. Basically I, yeah, anywhere you go we, to yeah. – um, rent movies online or stream them if you
0: digital theaters near you yeah basically your basement
1: yeah (laughs) yeah
0: or your living room or loft. Yeah, so get some popcorn and uh, and, a, and a drink. Um, I'm looking forward to trying the wine. So the beauty of where you're at right now is you can write your screenplay in your, your one-woman show and drink your own wine. That's fantastic.
1: I know. I know. I feel a little guilty because <laughs> <laughs> That's right. it's, actually, it's actually my version of paradise.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Well, hey, what a pleasure uh, chatting with you today. I can't tell you how, how much I've enjoyed this. And I'm so glad we were able to pull it off. And, and, and and again, a beautiful, brilliant film. It's deeply relational moving and, and and hits all the right spots certainly did for me and I hope it does for others too. And it's, it's one of those films that's great and important at the same time, if that makes sense.
1: Mm, that's, that's the highest mark, I think. So thank you.
0: Well, you're welcome. We've been talking with Anastasia Phillips today here uh, in, uh, I was going to say face-to-face in, in Toronto. We sort of are face, we're digitally face-to-face folks. We've been talking with Anastasia Phillips about her new film, Tammy's Always Dying. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me.